All right, so we're live. Um, we're here with Nicholas Parents, one of my good friends. How are you, Nicholas, tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm the one asking the question, so I'll start off. I want to know the day when you're like, I want to go into taxes. Can you explain that day to me? The day that I, it there wasn't a specific day. Um, growing up, and, and this is going to sound a little weird coming off the top, but I've always been, you know, kind of obsessed with money um, to the extreme that, you know, I like the smell of it. And you, <laughs> you, can, you can ask my parents, um, relatives, anything like that. I love smelling money. Um, and then I, I, I knew I was good with numbers growing up in school. You know, I always hated science class, English, and, but, you know, I never never disliked doing math, whether it was like math homework, doing those problems or something like that. I always enjoyed it. Um, and then high school, you know, I gave it a go. My dad's, uh, he went, got his accounting degree as well. So I, you know, I'm not going to remiss to forget to mention that because that's kind of a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe genetics, who knows? Maybe, you know, when I was growing up, I saw it and I was like, oh, I like doing that. Um, but yeah, I took a couple of counting classes in high school. I worked for a, uh, a CPA as well, got kind of experienced in, uh, in tax there. And then, you know, I decided this is what I want to do. Um, that's kind of, kind of it, but yeah, it all started with, you know, my obsession with, you know, money and, you know, I guess the smell. <laughs> so there wasn't like a dream at night it was it wasn't like, a dream it was like kind of eventually over time it, yeah it was you know an accumulation of a lot of things but you know yeah okay. you know. and so i think that's like something to really admire because i know especially myself i know others they are still struggling even in mid-20s and then people even in their 50s like struggle with like what they want to do and for people that obviously I know you very well, but people that don't know you, that's what you want to do and you do it and you love it. And I think that's like really something to admire. Is that more your mindset? It's, it's, or like, it's a little bit of both. feel like um, you just love it that much? So I always go, I don't really talk about it too much um, about, you know, everybody's always saying, you know, you're not supposed to know what you want to do. A lot of people, they, they, they're in their forties or something. They still don't know what they want to do. Um, yeah, I love my job. I love being an accountant. I love being, uh, immersed with numbers all day and, and that kind of stuff. Cause that's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, there are obviously other things that I love doing, um, that, you know, I wish I could do more of, but it's one of those things where I, in my industry, public accounting, it's deadline driven. There's a lot of hours. I would, I would, if I forgot to say that I didn't love, sometimes I don't love the hours, but I love the grind. Um, as you know, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty motivational person. So I'm the type of guy that's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I like doing. I know I'm good at it. Um, but in the same sense, it's like, there are other things that I would like to do. It's just, you know, a long-term play here and, you know, I'm not going to quit what I want to do, what I love doing for, you know, something else. 
Um, because right now in my life, there is nothing else I'd rather be doing. Um, but you know, who knows what's going to happen. Down yeah. Well, so you mentioned that there was a couple things that you wish you could do a little bit more of. Do you have like, maybe like a top one or top three? Yeah. Um, me personally, I, I think I would love, I would love to, you know, coach a sports team, preferably soccer. Um, cause that's where I grew up playing. Um, I'm big into, you know, I, if I could, you know, I would be an inspirational speaker. I think that, I think that'd be a dream job of mine. Tony Robbins. And not even Tony Robbins, more, more like someone who, who can, um, and like an actual motivational speaker. Well, there, like he's, that. he's one, but you know, some of the guys I was to are like Eric Thomas, uh, uh, Inky Johnson. Who, who is Eric Thomas? Eric, he's a motivational speaker. He, He's just done a bunch of stuff where he does a lot of stuff with the, you know, MLB speaking to NFL teams as oh, well. Oh, so he's like a big sports guy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even Matthew McConaughey Matthew has some speeches. Jim Carrey has some speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are two good ones. Yeah. My, my favorite one is uh, by Admiral, Admiral McRaven at uh, University of Texas. Uh, commencing speech in like 2004 or something like that or 2008. Um but it's it's one of those things where that's why I, I kind of started my website. Haven't really gotten into it yet, just because trying to get my first full year of work done yeah. without distractions. Because I don't I don't want someone to be like, "Hey, your job's lacking a little bit," because maybe this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that's why I haven't really kicked it off yet. But it's one of those things, and I know I've explained why I started it, um, but. It's because I just, if I could, I listen to it and I've been listening to motivational speeches since I was in high school. Um, and I've tried to motivate those around me. Is it, was that more for like sports in high school or is it just like It was for life? sports, but it, it was just, it was mainly just general life because, you know, you go, you go through these times and it, and you see it a lot nowadays with like, you know, kids growing up on, in social media and in the internet age, um, where they get exposed to so many things and more so bad than good, I'd say. So they, there's I'm not saying I was in, in this state, but a lot of people will get depressed because they feel alone because of all the social media and all everything that's happening around them. They don't feel like they can talk it out or else they're going to get, you know, picked on on the internet. Well, not only that, Friday night, if you don't have any plans and you're at home yeah. and you see everyone's story of them out, exactly. out you're like, oh, I'm a loser. Exactly. Um, when everyone has those nights. Yeah. So the so the big thing is is for me when I picked it up, it was attack. You know, attack the day, attack some goals. I've always I've always been someone to set short term, long term goals. Um, because I always think there's something good to strive for, but if you don't put the little pieces in front together, you're never going to get to the big day. Um, so that, that's where I kind of started it. And, you know, sports were obviously a big factor, you know, getting amped up before a game or something like that, that, that was a big thing, but it's for me, it's, you know, listening to it every day, just reinforcing those values where it's some days like today, for instance, I didn't want to go to the gym, but I made it. You, you just got to make the decision, make the choice because there's someone out there that's probably, even though I'm not competing towards anything, they're probably going to the gym and that's it. That's why when we're there, I, I'll, instead of 10 reps, that's what I, you know, usually do. I'll do 11. 
um, just to kind of push myself that one extra thing in work for me, someone's doing 40 hours, I'll do 41. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I feel a sense of paranoia that I'm always being chased. So I always have to, you know, do one better. Although normally I'm not yeah. and 99% I'm not. So it's one of those things that if I, you know, keep pushing myself as hard as I know I can go, you know, eventually it'll pay up in the, in the long run. Yeah. I, I forget who it was, but I love this quote that they were like, you should always picture that you're in a documentary about yourself and there's mm-hmm. a camera crew following you around and like, you should act like that. So like, if you, like, if everyone that knew you, like knew what you were doing right now, like if you weren't going to the gym or if you're like, yeah eating chips in bed at 11 30 on a work night or something like that to like make that motivate you and i was like i'm obviously not the best of like always being on top of things but i think like having mindsets like little tricks to like play on your brain because yeah i i forget again who said it but they say your brain's always fighting against you because your brain you're human you want to be lazy yeah and so you gotta like you got to trick your brain. You got to force yourself. That's a great, that's a great point. So last weekend or two weekends ago, when I was doing my half marathon, Mm -hmm. um, every, you know, which congrats, you completed a half marathon. Uh, Yeah. I retired. I I retired for anyone that was wondering. Um, but with that, I'm going off your point about, you know, it's your mind versus your body type deal. So when I was, when I did my practice runs, like I did, so I did eight and a half, two weeks before, and then 10 and a half a week before I walked like at least twice, maybe three times during each of those things. When I started running, I don't know if it was a mix between adrenaline or whatever, but I, I said to myself, I said, I was about a half mile and I was like, I'm not walking. I'm not, I'm not walking. I don't care how you know painful it is. I'm not walking. Eventually later on, I did. Um, because they decided to put a hill to end it, which was kind of tough, but that's what it's saying. So throughout the race, I was at mile three and I was like, you know, at mile five, I'll start walking. And then when I got to mile five, I was like, no, maybe seven, I'll walk. And then when I got to seven, I said 10. And then when I got to 10, I was like, there's three miles left. Just, just kind of crank it out. Um, unfortunately it didn't work, which stinks, but I did <laughs> reach my goal of getting down between nine minutes and 10 minute miles. Um, which was huge for me because if I walked at any other point, I wouldn't have been able to done that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, and there's plenty of people that say, because it's like a hindsight thing for me, where it's, if I'm done with whatever I'm doing and I said, I probably could have done better. I probably could have put a little bit more. I didn't exhaust my whole body or my whole self. Then, you know, you need to up that the next time. Um, but everybody always says that where it's, you know, your mind will say you're done, but you're not actually done. Once you get over that hump, that hump of, you know, fatigue or whatever it is, you can just, you can do whatever you want. And then you can see that's right. Nothing's ever possible. What, what, what's the saying? Everything's impossible until someone does it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Well, what's that movie where the the football player like is blindfolded? Yeah, and he's got the guy on his back. Yeah, you yeah, remember what he tells him to go ten yards, and, and then he goes, goes yeah. yeah, and then he goes the whole way there. He didn't believe it, but yeah. you know he had that, and and that goes into like external forces and like other people pushing. Um, so it's it's one of those things, and that goes back to the motivational things. You know, if I can just push other people around me to be better with my actions, 
then you know that's huge just because you'll help improve someone else's life and and you know pick them up when they're down and they'll pick you up when you down. I mean, that's just, that's what it's all about. And if you surround yourself with people that are, say, more in shape than you, say, more intelligent, yeah. more successful and whatever, that's going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I want to do this now. Like, I want to get to their level and surpass them. And that's, that's, that goes to, you know, the generation that is coming up in my, which scares me a little bit. And I, I go put your old man cap go, on. Yeah, put my old man cap on because I, I love, like, reading articles and like learning stuff. Um, but I always, I always have trouble conversing with younger people because, you know, sometimes they just, they hear, they don't listen. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I've, I'm always want to, I always want to learn. I think it's interesting to just like know weird stuff um, and just learn more about other, other things that happen um, and go on like, that's why, you know, I read that book, Why We Sleep. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I wasn't sleeping great. I still am, aren't. But I, I tried to learn as much as I could about it. That's where I think there might be a disconnect coming up nowadays where, you know, people don't essentially want to learn it. They just want to, you know, kind of see it once, get like a, you know, a good score. It goes to like getting exams. That's why I don't like exams in school. Yeah, you know, for yeah, for like biology or something, I would study for that exam, and then as soon as you're done, you know, you you, you you didn't learn anything, and you just you know? know terms like you know exactly mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. That's that's literally if you were to sum up science with a one phrase, that would that would be it. Like kids, well, grow, for for most people, for kids, scientists, kids K through twelve. Yeah, if you said what what is the the phrase in science, I bet you seventy five percent would say that. Yeah. I'm still saying that to this day. I'm 23 years old. Well, so, I mean, we're still young now. Yeah, but that's what, six years out of high school? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But going, going back to your running, so I, have you ever seen those guys run the ultra marathons, like 100 mile plus? Mm-hmm. So after doing like 13 miles, do you think you could ever get to that? Like, cause if you think about it, you're only 10% of the way there. Well, yeah. The thing with me is, you know, in, in those, the difference between me knows I couldn't just do that right now. Draw, uh, draw. Well, obviously you'd have to train it's, years. But, but, but that's what I'm saying is, is, is they, they, you train your body. I, I train my body enough to, where I could do that, you know, those 13 miles and I had the lung capacity. I, I was able to do that because I had been running for months leading up to it. If, if you have that experience and it just goes to repetition, you know, it's, it's like everyday jobs. You do your job every single day for countless, countless years, and you're going to get very good at it because well, you just pick it up. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I mean, hopefully. Not but, the way you will. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things with those guys I mean, they're just training their bodies. They probably have rock hard feet. It's just all callous. You know? Oh yeah. Um, can't have soft feet if you're on a hundred miles. But no, and they yeah, they're probably decent knees. My knees are, are cooked. Um, after after one half, <laughs> half. You know. But um, so you mentioned like motivational, like the motivational speaking space. That's like one thing you wish you had more time to spend. And do you have something else? Or is that just kind of the main driver? Um, I, yeah, I, that's, that's the main driver. Me personally, um, 
as I started to get older, um, and, and, and this is relatively speaking, this is more so, you know, I'd say over the past three to four years, I started to really put more time into, you know, people closer around me and, you know, whether that be, you know, 20 people, um, just because I, I wish I could build on relationships a little bit more than I do. Um, cause I'm, I'm a little, I keep to myself most of the time. Well, I talk a lot, but I keep more of my personal stuff into my personal life and I don't really tell anybody. Um, but that's why I keep a close circle is because, you know, I'll feel comfortable, but I wish I could build more relationships with, um, I don't know, people that live farther away or call people more, um, and, and build those relationships. But if in an ideal world, I'd, I'd like to coach uh, my high school soccer team. That's just, that's just because, you know, I had a great experience and, yeah. and, and you want to give that to someone else. Ex- exactly. And in that it's kind of centered around the motivational things. If I can just, you know, just help one person, it's like when you grow up with a coach or, or you know, a figure in your life, or oh, yeah. a mentor, you know, like that's when you're going to work or whatever they say, you know, find a mentor, find someone who's mm-hmm. going to, you know, bring up because that's, those are the memories and those are people you're going to stay connected with. Um, so that, that's what I'd like to do. Wish I could golf more, um, which I, you know, that's my goal for next year is work yeah. a little bit less and golf a little bit more, but you know, who knows what taxes are going to bring next year. I'm hoping <laughs> no, no changes to the tax law, but who knows? I guess that'll come next January. So, like, I'm actually kind of curious about this because we never really talked about this. So, every time, like, the president comes in, obviously, all the taxes, laws change stuff. How much does that affect, like, the big four and, like, like your your jobs? Like, does it it really, like, fuck you up and, like, you have to relearn how to do everything, essentially? The basics are still there. Um, All that kind of stuff. Software's got good where it can calculate it. The problems that, that we run into is, you know, more so percentages based off of, you know, what are corporations, what are partnerships, what are individuals gonna get you taxed at? And then you, and then you have specific tax law that gets changed based off of whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, mm-hmm. um, which kind of stinks because you get into this, you know, terrible cycle of, you know, just going back and forth of, you know, if a Republicans in the president, then, you know, taxes are going to go down a little bit. Democrats, it's going to go up a little bit. And it's, it's just like, as, as a, a citizen. Why can't we just pick something in the middle? <laughs> not even that. It's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, could there be like a, a, a perfect way or, or have we only tried to exhaust if it's not my way, it's the highway. You know, so so you're saying like almost create like a federal reserve but in charge of taxes, kind of like yes. have a board and like have a chairman and well, like, well they have, have like the PCAME and the AICPA and, and those these are boards that you know govern the, the accounting industry. Yeah. But they but they have it, nothing to do with but it, the it's, tax rates. Yeah. So like and, and I don't want to get into politics or anything, well, but we can we it, can it's just two guys talking. Yeah. I, it's just one of those things where I think there there is a potential for a middle ground that nobody on either side wants to see because they're like, if it's I something you can get your base riled up about. 
yeah, whether yeah. you're a Republican or a Democrat. You can be like, elect me and I'll cut your taxes. Or elect exactly. will tax the rich and give the people Exactly. More money. And, it's, and it's all about, you know, it, if you say, oh, I'm going to have this, but I'm also going to have, like, it's going to find a middle ground of theirs, too. Then they're going to be like, oh, you're on their side. And then yeah. the other side's going to be like, you're still on your side. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. And I, I think that's, you know, just a stubborn way to go about it. Uh, but, you know, I'm obviously not too well versed yet mm-hmm. on all the impacts and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, I, I hope to get there eventually. I mean, it's a constant learning industry. The benefit to it, though, is when tax laws change, do change, it levels the playing field out a little bit because everybody's got to learn that stuff. That is true. And, um, like, that's kind of one thing that I like about my field too, like the digital marketing space yeah. is that it's like every day something's changing. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I mean, you probably don't know this, but cookies are going or cookies are being reduced a ton. Um, my like, specific job role, email marketing, like you're not going to be able to see any statistics on email. And stuff I don't like know that. what it is about cookies, but I, are like those. Well, that's like trap. That's like no, trapping people. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like you know how when you go on like websites, you yeah. have like those things that allow cookies or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. What that they exist? Well, not not even what what blows my mind too is is just electronics and how much we people depend on. Them. Um, like when I was just listening to Joe Rogan today, he was talking. Whoa, about, whoa, whoa, whoa. we don't give him any publicity. Yeah, no free ads. Um, so I was listening to someone today and they're saying, you know, even if you're alone, you're not actually alone because you're just sitting on your phone, you know? And yeah, and that's true. Actually. That's why my favorite time is, is to be up in the morning around, you know, five to five thirty because if I'm not on my phone, I can just think, you know, I can just be in my own head and just, mm-hmm. you know, talk to myself, whether that you think that's crazy or not. It's, it's, it's a personal time that I have that, you know, I, there's no, nothing going on because people are still sleeping that I would talk to mm-hmm. and I can kind of just focus on whatever I need to get done and get in a good mental headspace myself. So it, it's kind of crazy. And it goes back to like, you know, thinking about when you say like, Hey, Hey Google or whatever, yeah. like that's just listening to you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that stuff scares me. That's what <laughs> scares me is because I don't think in, in, that far in the future, there's going to be like AI that's in everybody's house. Like you're going to. There already like, is. No, it's but hard. what I'm saying is, they, you know how they're building cars with all that kind of stuff. They're going to start yeah. building houses like that. They're, they're going to start have building cities, apartment buildings, all that kind of you stuff. You see Google bought like a bunch of land in New York City. They're going to make like a Google City. Really? Yeah, you're going to be one of the first tenants. I know. Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. I I think I think when I retire. I'm moving. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think I'll stay in the United States or just off the grid, not even off the grid. I just, in an ideal world. So why stay now? Well, in an ideal world, it's, I mean, capital, monetary, family, all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Family is, that's one thing that I didn't even like, like going through college. I don't know. I didn't really think about it. And then like one COVID happened, and like it, it, I was living at home with my parents and my grandparents were right next door. Like I couldn't see, like, I didn't see my other grandmother for like a, over a year. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh fuck. Family is actually really important. It's, like, and, and, and you, you realize when you're in times that you can't see other people who the actual people that are there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and and who's going to check in on you. And I think that's the great thing about graduating college too. It's like you can have a bunch of people who you saw all the time and say hi to you, you have conversations with. Then you graduate and never talk to them again. Yeah. Well, not if and you have conversations with them, you know a lot about their lives. Exactly. Like you think you're close. And then, and then you graduate. Just like that. Like, nope. <laughs> and, and, and then you realize, you know, the importance. And I think that's a great thing, though, because it's it's not it doesn't go off the aspect of like natural selection, but it kind of does. You know, it, it it's people who decided and selected i mean it's kind of going crazy with the term actual selection to stay in your life and that, and that's what the good thing is and that's why for me i'm like big and huge into loyalty trust all that kind of stuff so once you like you're loyal and i i've noticed that doesn't happen overnight um then i'll you know no matter what i'll be on your side mm-hmm. but it is uh, one of those things where, you know, family is huge. Like I could have moved out to Seattle, but I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being that far away, if something was to happen, you have to hop on a flight, Yeah. you know, or, 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 or something. Yeah, or you have to drive and you, you, yeah, you never know what's going to happen in that time that you're commuting. I still have to drive now or take the train or public transportation, but at least that's, I know that that's easy. Yeah. Um, I don't have to book down after you call know. an Uber or something. Exactly. Exactly. But but then you're using technology. <laughs> at, <laughs> at that point it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, eventually I'd like to in an ideal world, I'd be surrounded by people without telephones, without technology. I think I was born like four decades too late. <laughs> um, if I'm gonna be honest. So wait, that would have made you that would mean you sixties, so you so you I would have grown up there nom and no, I think I think if I was born in the 70s, I would have liked that. Okay. Um yeah, so maybe. you would be like, I don't know how old your parents are, but you so you'd be like 10 years older than my parents. Yeah, same. Yeah, I can I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's because I the weird thing is is like I was thinking about it earlier today too, was growing up like my parents didn't have iPhones. Like my mom, I remember she had like a, a like a Nokia. It was like a brick. It was when like, did they get smartphones? So like, do not, you remember it how old you were? Or? It had to have been at least like when I was in high school. Because if oh, I really? if I think well, if I think about it, like I got my first phone when I was in sixth grade. I had a keyboard, all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. And then you would upgrade and then sixth, seventh, eighth. I didn't get my first iPhone probably till I was like a sophomore in high school, maybe freshman, I don't remember. Could have been maybe junior. I have no idea. But either way, like going back to when I was growing up, like over the summer, all everybody in my neighborhood and all the neighbors, like we had like a wiffle ball league. Nowadays, they're probably probably like an internet wiffle ball league. That's one of those things where not everyone, but they, not everyone, they certainly, but the majority, it's kind of flip flopped. Yeah. Well, I'm not that. Like just when we, like when I was growing up too, my brother's a little younger than me. But like I didn't really, I mean I had a computer games that I would play when I was like in middle school. Yeah. But like I was kind of older. When you go to computer class. Yeah, but nowadays, which to to a degree, it is helpful because parents can just give an iPad to a kid, and then if they have to like work or like do laundry or something, they don't have to like really worry about the kid. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like this kid's just looking at a screen, a screen playing, all day. Like and you, and you and you and parents abuse that. But think about it, is I haven't looked into it too much, but like 
the cognitive ability and the attention span of, of kids growing up that mm-hmm. have just been looking at screens their whole lives, yeah. like that has to be like a well, minute, well, maybe. Humans, humans, like they've done studies. I don't have like the names of the studies and the professors off the top of my head, but there's like studies saying that that the attention span of humans is like going way down. Crazy. And like, I mean, you just see it with like what the popular yeah. social media is, is TikTok. Before I, it was like Instagram, but pictures aren't enough. Now you need like short kind of videos. I, I think my biggest fear for society is where we one day reach. I don't care if I'm, I, I hope I, I pass before this happens, but is we reach one day where no human interaction is needed um, at all. Well, so it's strictly virtual and you're, you're just living in a virtual reality world, but you're in your own room. Like everybody has their own rooms. You're just in cubes because that's what scares me the most. Maybe it's because of movies and and stuff that have have done that. But like, I mean, that's simulation theory, essentially. But that's like insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think like both me and you have worked like virtually, like it's very different working in a virtual setting than working yeah. with some, like there's something about that human interaction. Humans crave the you know, interaction, like, physical touch. And I think even I mean I don't know this, but like I like obviously me and you still today like we see the picture of the Grand Canyon versus being there. We me and you still think that being there is fifty times. Well, yeah, yeah, because but, it, it'd but be cool. if you're experiencing VR as a three year old. Probably um, sick. Even uh, we would think it'd be pretty for well, we think it'd be cool, but first time. Yeah, but I think the scary point is is when you can't tell like the difference. Like if you like take off your goggles and you're like, oh, this looks the same. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary. That yeah. yeah. And I don't. I don't what's know, real and what's not. You know. I mean, what's what's real and what's not nowadays. <laughs> That's. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it'd be absurd. It'd be absurd to think everybody's in their own like Truman world, you know, where where it's all. And I still think that to this day that that you know I've always had this conspiracy that we're just in like a, a snow globe type thing, that, you know, someone's watching. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I had never even considered is I, I've been watching all the alien movies, and like one of the newer alien movies, like the whole plot is about like another species creating humans and then like just observing them. Like, how wild would that be? That'd be insane. If just, like, some other, like, whether it's humans or, like, computers or whatever, just, like, create humans. You know, it's even crazy. And they're just all watching. It's like a reality. It's like Survivor. What's even crazier is that we do that. Hey, think about this. We, what if we are those people because we do that with, with breeding and stuff like that. And then we. What do you mean? You know how. Oh, like, with dogs and stuff? Yeah, like how we breed. Yeah. What, what if, what if in, in, like, the wild or something like that. There's also another experiment like that. Like, I mean, people would run experiences like that. I'm sure this world is so big. It's it it's where you create another species, and then that species species also creates another species. That it's just one big revolving thing. I've also I also think, and and this is this is just going off my own like crazy mind that every time that we go to like mars that well we never been to mars well uh, the, the moon. we've been to we've put like a rover on mars well yeah no but i'm no, that's that's what i'm okay. saying is is like there's like some there's life on there but we can't we just can't see it 
Oh, like it's tiny. Like either that, either either it's tiny or there's you know some sort of, there's some sort of like shield or invisible thing that they can hide because there's no. <laughs> I honestly never thought. Of think about that though. Like how crazy if you just like well, we wouldn't mind, know. We wouldn't know, and and it's it's just crazy, and it's probably not true. Yeah. But then again, if someone ever says that the moon's cheese, like they're probably crazy too. Um, but or like if the moon landing's fake or something like that. It's just like if you let your your brain just like take you to these weird spots, mm-hmm. like that's when you know, you know when I when you smoke or something like that. Um, yeah. and you just sit there and you're thinking in your head, you're like, you know, what if this is actually like a thing? Yeah. Um, but you know, that's one thing about drugs that fascinates me is that like what if we are actually like able because like obviously drugs like that's they, they fuck with your brain that's so like alcohol is like yeah what what, it, what what happens to our like genetics or like our our biology inside of our bodies when we take a sip of alcohol when we eat something because yeah. i don't study science i don't know any of that kind of yeah. stuff but like that stuff fascinates me where your whole you know, temperament and your whole attitude can change what based off of whatever you put into your body. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, what if everyone like in the world is tripping on LSD? Like, yeah. Would the world be safer? Like, would there be less war? Like, what if there was only one thing to eat? Like, would we all be the same? Exactly. I don't know. Would, would people evolve if they didn't, you know, eat anything? Like would animal, if there were, if there was only one animal, and there was just one type of food that you could eat. Would they even evolve? Probably not. I don't. Well, maybe based off of I living think, conditions, I think well, that's no, a big thing too. But if there was two, so say there was like humans and then like a little varmint that we would eat. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying another animal. Oh, I'm, just I'm saying. I'm saying like grass or something like that. I'm saying like there's. But there would be no grass because we would eat it all. Yeah, but uh, say say the whole say the whole world is is grass, right? And then you just have other yeah. You probably eventually go to eating humans, and then you'll go genetically evolve based off of that. So you just kind of prove my point, or you proved your point and proved me wrong. Um, but either way, that's kind of crazy to think about. Where it's like if one thing was changed in the evolution of man, or you know. There was we were a little bit lower on the food pyramid. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like if that the asteroid, if the whole thing with the dinosaurs, like we. Do we what do you think? What do you dinosaurs? think about you know all the continents forming? Pangaea. Yeah. What do you mean? Do you think that actually happened? <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Dude, I I for some <laughs> reason no. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. I think for some reason it is it is it blows my mind somehow that you have Pangaea and then you know we're I, okay so Pan, Sorry. Pangaea I, the big ass fucking yes I know what Pangaea I'm just like shot I want to hear is this a it's okay, not a conspiracy theory it's, it's just the, what I've thought is is how is it that all of the these huge bodies of land. Mm-hmm moved into one specific spot and haven't moved closer i don't know if they have i haven't researched it but how have we not over time moved closer and closer well so continents move every every year yeah like a couple centimeters or whatever like you can you can judge it like based off of like places like by the coast that go into the water and like islands yeah and like 
shit like that. But what I'm saying is for islands that are very close to each other, they have they connected. What do you mean? Like uh, Hawaii. Like Hawaii. Hawaii and those islands. Yeah. At one point, and they were like and next to each other. But what I'm saying is they they break off but is that because of rate rising sea level and it goes it you know goes down the middle i mean i i don't know specifically well so hawaii was formed by volcanoes i do know that mm-hmm. i don't really know well it's in like tectonic came. plates and stuff like that well yeah we need to need a fucking it's, geologist it's, yeah it's, i mean i took geology in college but I, it just it's crazy to me of the idea of pangea and how everything got like some well, sort of think it's hundreds of millions of years also well hundreds of millions of years i also think that the thought of different languages it blows my mind as well is that how many languages are in this world that are made up millions and millions of years ago like, that's crazy me and you could make up a language right now we could but no one would no one, would, no one would, well, I mean, what do you think true. about this take english is going to be the one language at some point on earth no, I actually think I actually think it's like Spanish or Chinese. Why do you think English? Well, actually, I, I kind of agree with that because if you go into other countries, they all speak English. They all they not only that, I think Chinese people learn English. There's no Americans that learn Chinese. Unless you're like well, it's Mandarin. Well, Mandarin, but, but no one no, I feel like I think that's an ignorance thing too. Well, I do think it's an ignorance thing. Because you learn Spanish growing up. The problem, the problem with with the way we teach languages is the way you pick up a language is when you're growing up, your your brain's just a sponge. So you're yeah. just interacting with the environment. That's why you see kids they grow up with one parent who speaks Spanish, one mm-hmm. parent who speaks English, and it's a little bit of mix of both, but they pick up both languages. Yeah. So they're good at it. Yeah, and that's where we, I think, we get missed, like where we miss it, because I would love to speak more languages. I would love to speak French. Yeah, that's one thing. But it's so much harder for me and you to do it nowadays. Twenties, our brains are. We would, and if if we would have to do it now, I couldn't. We couldn't do it just like sitting here, never interacting. You'd have to go to France. You'd have to go to you know Canada, and and you'd have to be speaking French all Mm -hmm. the time. And no, I live there. Yeah, that's that's why when people go abroad, like you went to Australia, but for uh, Stony who went to Spain, mm. you know, he you're gonna pick up the way they talk because just like we have abbreviations, they so do they they have slang, all kind of stuff. That's yeah. not slang you pick up in classrooms, right? No, well, not only that, it's just like in America, if you go to my home state of Vermont versus your home state of Massachusetts, which is there's different like wicked four, yeah, it's a four hour. It's a four-hour drive. It's just like but a territory. It's, like, it's completely different, and the accent, like the way I, the way you talk, like your your demeanor, mm-hmm. your, in in your manner of speech, completely yeah. changes. Yeah, it's it it. This world that we live on blows my mind because I also think that we are extremely overpopulated, especially with rising sea levels that are going to destroy major cities on the water, like in Florida. And I don't know what 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 was the the island they said is probably gonna be gone um, in like a hundred years. It was it was it was like was it, was it in America? No. Um, but that's that's what's also kind of scares me. 
And but the 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 land land has always changed. Yeah, land has always changed. I like, agree. But do you think, for, for example, Vermont? Vermont, everyone thinks the woods like there's a shit ton of woods now. There is, but then a couple hundred years ago, there was no there's no woods in Vermont. It was all farm hills and shit. And yeah. they planted a bunch, so like bunch of trees and keep and like and it. I feel like in America, especially like you said, like Florida, like New York will probably eventually become underwater, like places yeah. like that. But you look at the middle of the country, there's fucking no Wyoming, there's no one there. Nothing. Like can up Canada, I mean, obviously it gets fucking cold up there. Yeah, but well, maybe maybe it won't one day. I've 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 had this take. I won't live to see it, but I've had this take that eventually winter will like December will be the summer month and August will be the winter month. Do you have any scientific? I don't have any scientific proof behind it. I just think that's what's gonna happen. How how many years do we have to I'm dead? Hey, I'm dead. You're you're probably dead too. I think I think it'll be a long time, but you see it a lot more now how it, it gets it gets colder and you get snowfall a lot more in you always did in january but more in february and you're seeing it you know it's always coming no but i've i always remember it like you know snowing in like december and stuff like that when was the last time you've had like a bunch of snowfall in december six seven years ago yeah i mean i don't, I don't really check the weather at all. Uh, i don't know i just know you don't believe in weatherman? No. Do you want to get into that? No, or do you, you want to save that I, for the next podcast? No, I, I don't want to get into my pet peeves just because I don't know who's going to listen to it. But, you know, you want to do your job, be accurate. And, <laughs> and uh, you know. I, I don't think we have any weathermen uh, people listening, but That's pro- probably in the future we will. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's, if you get it wrong, you can blame You have a scapegoat. 100% I, of the time. I think we need a future podcast with a weatherman so we can, so I can grill them about why that they're, no, why they're they, wrong. Then, then they get into all these terms that nobody would know. They talk, doing their meteorologists. That's why you fact check them. Lingo. You just Google. Yeah, but do you have a fact checker? You're going to no. be sitting here fact checking while he's stealing? You can be, my, you can be my fact no, checker. No, no, no. Because then blood gets boiling a little bit. All right, well, I'll find an independent third-party fact-checking. Okay, we do that. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So we've been talking for a while. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? Or no, I mean, do you think that's good? I can't really think of anything unless you have, I mean, you mentioned that stuff like outside of work that you wanted to do. I don't know if you had any other I guess what what would you say like because I always find this like with motivational stuff because like I I like kind of read stuff like that and like the self-help space and stuff. How do you kind of like decipher through like people that are just like bullshitting for money and like people like actually trying to help people or is there is there really a way or do you just kind of like take everything with a grain of salt or not live by it but it's it's not so much you know defining out who's bullshitting or who's not bullshitting because you can have someone who's bullshitting who's who's telling you great stuff 
it's it's you know what what are they saying and, and you try not to listen to like who's saying it but what are they saying um i think that's it so know, remove remove a massive remove, yeah remove remove whoever's saying it from what they're actually saying and, and you know listen to you know how can you apply what they're saying whether they even mean it or not to your life because you know they might have at, they might be completely lying but if they're saying it and, and it's going to help you then I would I wouldn't say bring the lying aspect to it. Um, that's why I hate the fake it till you make it uh, line. Um, yeah, but, that, that one's always kind of like I I understand what it's saying because like the whole like imposter syndrome like kind of like yeah, but like at the same time like, I'll I'll, like I'll, I'll say it, but it's one of those things where it's I I've I've started to notice people who actually want something in, out of themselves and can get something out of themselves versus people who are just, you know, going about their day to day. Um, because you, you find it in, in what they do other than what they do per se, per se. So if someone's, you know, doing something full time, what are they doing outside of that to, you know, make themselves a little bit better? Um, if, if you're just, you know, coming home, and, and and you're doing absolutely zip zilch nothing and and that's it then then it's like you know fake it till you make it yeah that probably applies to you because you know if if outside of work you're not doing something to either improve your work or improve what your hobbies are like every in my opinion everybody has to have a hobby mm-hmm. if you don't have a hobby then then that's that's terrible for your not only your mental health but just just the way you go about life because you're you're just going to be you're gonna be miserable you're going to be yeah. you're going to be sad all the time you, you feel yeah. like you're not going to have an out and that's why whether it be working out whether it be running um whether it be reading books um something like that or whether it just be watching sports like that's one one thing i love about sports is it brings people together and it's a hobby for people um, and you can, you can make a living out of it too, mm-hmm. um, whether it being an announcer or playing, but going back to your question, it's, it's one of those things where I have a couple of quotes myself that, you know, I live by and, you know, it's few and far between that. I, I really keep near and dear to myself, but some, I, you can, I know when I hear someone giving a speech that I listen to that, you know, actually needs it. And actually has has gone through something that it, that is getting them to this point point where they're saying it and not reading it off a script or anything like that. They're just speaking from their chest. They're speaking from their heart and from experience, and and that's where their motivation comes from. That's where they were struggling, and then they picked themselves up because they didn't just do it by themselves. They also had someone else who probably was doing the same thing and like picking them up and telling them to get off their ass. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably said it nicer than that, but you know, sometimes the hard truth is what you get. But It's almost like a productive pyramid scheme where you find someone yeah. to motivate and then that like and, motivates and, and, them. And, and that's, that's, yeah, it's something that's just going to help generations online. I know um, Inky Johnson says it in his, in one of his things. What is his background? Is so like, Inky, this, did Inky, he do something before? Inky Johnson was a, was a, uh, a football player for okay. University of Tennessee. And he was projected top 10 in, in the draft or top 30 or whatever it is. And then senior year's third game of the year, he was on kick return and he mm-hmm. collided with this guy 
paralyzed on the left side down. And still, yeah, to this day. Um, so he, one of the, one of the things that he, he actually has a great motivational speech that I'll just send you. Um, but one of the things that he says is he was on a plane one day and had never been on a plane. This was, he was just going to his visits, you know, to, and it, he was actually going to an all This was game. before his injury? Yeah. So this okay. was in high school and he was being recruited. Um, so he was going to his all-star game for high school for being top player in the nation. And the first time he's ever, you know, flown on a plane. And, and he says, he went into the bathroom and at the top of the bathroom says, you know, leave the place better than he found it. And so the way he interprets that is he, he wants to leave the, the generations behind him better than he found it and leave life better than he found it. Because he's, he, he talks about how, when he went to college, his cousins, you know, got up and they said, you know, they don't have to, you know, sell drugs or, or do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He says these quote, quote unquote, I'm not, you know, interpreting it. And, you know, they join the army and it, it's really something where, you know, you just take something from your life and you can put that into, you know, actual words and actions. Um, so that that's big. And that, and the quote that I, I reference is two quotes that I live by. One was my senior quote, which is hard work beats talent and talent doesn't work hard. You can always be the most talented person in the world, but if someone comes by, it's going to work a little bit harder than you. You're never going to win if you're that talented person because that person who's working hard has a little bit more drive than you and they're going to win hundred times out of hundred times that that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And the other one is if it was easy, everyone would do it. And that goes back to whenever you're struggling or whenever you're, you know, you're going through this time where, you know, it's something's really hard. It's, it's very easy to give up. It's very easy to quit because it's just a quick decision. Like going back to waking up this morning, I could easily text you being, Hey, not going to the gym, but I got up and I said, you know, Let's make a decision. Let's have a good day. Let's go to the gym. I don't care if I'm tired or everything like that. I'd rather improve my body because I'm trying to lose some weight. So that's that's the goal. And if I lay in bed, I'm not going to reach that goal. No. So it, you know, don't if, burn it, yeah, calories laying in bed. It, exactly. And unless you're eating celery or something like that. But if you know, if it was easy, then everybody would be walking around six pack abs jacked all kind of stuff yeah. but not everybody's doing that um if it was easy everybody you know would have went to got their masters or gotten their cpa degree but it's not easy to do that um i'm still working on my cpa and it's easy for me to be like hey i don't need to study for now I'll study tomorrow but that's you know that's the poor man's excuse mm-hmm. where it's if you keep pushing it off from day to day you're gonna die one day You'd be like, oh, I wish I did this. Yeah. Well, not only that, you went through what? Well, I guess you go through your seven. master's is what, a year or two years? It's a full year, but they accelerated it into yeah. seven months, but it's a full year of schooling. And it's like, I'm not going to, I've always, my, I've always wanted to become a CPA. Um, but there's all these things leading up to it. It's not as easy as saying, hey, I'm going to go do all the CPA because you have to have requirements to do it. You have to have experience. You have to have these credits. And it's one of those things where you have to keep retaining all that information. But no, yeah, you gotta make money. You gotta make money. Yeah, you gotta, and then you have <laughs> external things you have to worry about, like you know, loans, bills, you know, people around you, you know, build making time for relationships, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a balance. But you know, 
if you work hard enough for it and you tell and you're honest and you just explain how your life is and what you need to do and you stick to that goal, you'll get there. Eventually everybody has their own path, but eventually you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, like kind of what you mentioned that one, like everyone has their own path. I feel like a lot of times people are concerned with what other people are doing. Well, what, what other, not only not only do they like care what other people are doing, but like they want others like around them to succeed as well too, and like yeah. they want people to like them, and like I feel like that takes a lot of energy out of someone because if you're trying to make say like you said like twenty like I mean I, I know that's like a lot of your family too, but say your circle is like fifty people and you want all these people and you exactly. have to text them every day. You have no time for yourself to read, hey, to do what you do want something to else. It's, like, I, and this is this is this is one of the things I've been trying to focus on over the past like year or two or so is figuring out what my you know, figuring out my life and, yeah. and how my life's gonna go. Because if you don't have your life figured out and you start bringing more people into your life you're just going to ruin their lives mm-hmm. because your life's not figured out. It's going to be miserable when you're complaining and you're all stressed and everything because you, you brought on too much. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's easy to blame other people for what's going on in yourself in mm-hmm. yourself because you didn't focus too much on yourself, but you started taking on all this responsibility. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just one of those things where you got to focus on yourself you, and, and it sounds selfish, but once you focus on yourself, then you can, you can build a life like you do it. So eventually you can have a family if you want that, or you can have a better life in the future. That's, that's what it's for. Now is the time to focus on what you want to do 10 years down the line, mm-hmm. as opposed to focusing on everything around you. And then 10 years comes by and you're like, shoot, I forgot to focus on myself. And I have no, I have no idea where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. It still might happen to you, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, well, we're also, I mean, we're 23. We're young. I mean, I have a feeling we're probably both going to live into our hundreds, like the way science is yeah, going. Yeah, I hope not, but. <laughs> well, anyways. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure for kids to, like, have everything figured out. And, like, your parents want you to, like, have a stable job and get a girlfriend because your parents want grandkids. Yeah. It's like, but that also goes into, you know, the way that people see things nowadays because they, they go on social media, they see people with these perfect lives who are like, like influence or whatever. They're living in these mansions. And then all yeah. of a sudden they're like, that's what I need to do mm. because I want to, I want to be like that. But yeah. you need to, the hardest thing in life is figuring out like what you're good at. And some people never figure that out. Um, and you know, I like doing what I'm doing, but maybe that's not what I'm here for. Um, I'm a big like at proponent and, you know, I think I'm actually here for the, the quotes and motivational speaking and all that kind of stuff and to you know, help someone else out. Uh, but it's, people will, will grow up and they're like, it's, it's cute when, when you say fireman, I want to be an athlete or something like that. But eventually reality sets in where. You know, you're deciding whether you want to go to college or not. You're deciding whether or not you want to play a sport or whether you want to focus on your career. Um, and then it hits you when you graduate college. Like, you know, I actually have, and you move out. Your parents, you know, don't want to support you 100%. And you have to find a job. You have to find something that you like doing. Because you can live in this reality, this fantasy world where your parents, you know, if you're lucky enough or if you, you grow up like this where they pay for everything. 
they they shield you from you know all the bad things yeah or, or which they, if you're a parent like it's hard to blame a parent like that does that yeah because like they just want be- what's best for their kid exactly but at the same time you it's gotta like you have, have, good they have to work they exactly. have to work you got you have to have the good with the bad because mm-hmm. if you're paying for some kids food from the time that they're like I mean, obviously, eighteen. I feel like it's kind of one of those coffees or something. But if yeah. you pay for like their food and like make sure they're fed, like from that until they're like twenty five, like that's seven years that they could have realized that oh shit, I need to go get a job. I need to go get food. It, like, it, exactly, and that's one of the things that I didn't. I didn't want to stay home right after graduating college. I obviously could have. I don't live that far from where I am now, mm-hmm. um, and I could have commuted into work. Nowadays, I wouldn't even have had to because of COVID and working remotely. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's I. The most valuable experience you can get is when you're doing stuff by yourself and you have to learn them by yourself. Whether it's good, whether it's bad. It's gonna happen, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lesson that you learn down the line. Yeah. Well, and not only that, like I always think of like people people are like scared to do things because they know they're gonna fuck up and do them wrong. But it's like people like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. You they rented a well, they rented a first apartment and like like whatever. Like they probably paid too much for a car lease or something like that. that. That's what goes missed. Everyone has made those mistakes. And like you can like learn like different stuff, but like when you learn something, then you should be happy because then you're like, oh, I'm not gonna do that again. I can like do it exactly. So another thing, and I, I tell this, I tell this to people all the time, is once you once you forget about the outcome and you're you're so fixated on the process that will get you there, mm-hmm. then you'll finally get there. One of the things Inky Johnson says in this thing is if I was to take away all your money and all your, you know, accolades, everything like that, what would you have then? Mm-hmm. Would you rather be the person that was given everything or the person who had to fight for it? Because I'd rather be the person who fight for it because oh, you definitely. have the process and you have the experience that whole time. Because you just get it again versus it, the other person would be like, I don't know what the fuck to Exactly. That's like if you have, if you, if you earn the money, then it, you're, you're more likely to keep it and, and you grow it as opposed to if you were given the money, gone because you know what it was like to not have it before so you're like oh if i just it blow it all now then what does it matter mm-hmm. if you earn it you're like this is you know hard earned it took a lot to get here and you're gonna keep it so yeah but you know it's uh if i'm and i want things it's gonna be work hard yeah definitely all right well i think that's a wrap i think we got what we needed did you enjoy yourself yeah it was it was interesting um we had some good conversations all over the place I think you'll be back. I think I'll be back. I mean, I live a couple feet away from you, so. All right. Well, thank you.